Welcome to A Fruitful Life, a podcast featuring the teaching ministry of Rick Clendenin, Benton, Kentucky. And now, A Fruitful Life. Hello, and welcome to A Fruitful Life with Rick Clendenin. Today, Brother Rick continues the first lesson of the two-part Finishing the Game series. In this series, you will realize that life is a race, and how we finish is predicated on how we run. Together, these messages will help us align with the eternal purpose of God. On the last broadcast, Brother Rick brought us the second of two things that we need to lay aside in order to run successfully. He also taught us two more things that we need to know how to prepare to run the race, including the two benefits of a team. He concluded the broadcast by asking, Who have you made yourself accountable to? in ministry. On this broadcast, Brother Rick brings us the fourth of the five things that we need to know to prepare to run the race, and the first three of four things that we need to know about our race. And now, here's Brother Rick. And how many knows that they pop in everything they can to catch all these businessmen that's away from home? And you've got to understand, I'm away from home about 275 days a year. And yes, I'm a man of God, but the first word's man. See, I don't want to fall. So therefore, I make sure I don't. So they got to write anytime they want to to ask me how I'm doing with it. I mean, no, they just keep you honest, guys. Well, Brother Rick, are you that weak? Yes, I am. And can I help you? You are too like the alcoholics that I was helping for a while. I had a group of 25 guys or so that was all addicts. And one of them asked me, Brother Rick, when is it going to get where I can trust myself? I said, hopefully to God it never will. Because the day you trust yourself, I'll come and get you out of the ditch. How many of you know if you could live this life on your own strength, boys, Jesus died in vain. You cannot do it. I said, you cannot do it. You need Him. And you need others. And you need people to hold you accountable and support you with the good decisions you're making so that you don't become a castaway. So i got to dress the game. Everybody say dress the game. game. Know the schedule. schedule. Join the team. team. Because two are better than one. Can you say that with me? Two are better than one. I learned that when I was a young kid. When I was a kid, I I didn't like to fight. I still don't like fussing and fighting. That's how I become a diplomat, a negotiator. That's where I learned to speak, trying to talk people out of black in my eye. I don't like fighting. But I had some brothers. I got four brothers that really should have been in prison. They just were slick. And my brothers would rather fight than eat. I'd rather eat. And I used to there was a couple guys in the neighborhood that had this hobby, and their hobby was beating me up. And they practiced their hobby two or three times a week. And they would beat me up, and I would even tell them why they were beating me up. This is not for your advantage. You can beat me up. That ain't no problem. We've proven that for several months, week after week. But I'm going to go home, and I'm going to get my brothers, and I'm going to come back. And when I come back, I ain't even going to get my clothes dirty. I'm just going to clap hands, keep time for them while they pulverize your head into oatmeal. (laughs) 
And I remember going home and getting them, Robbie. <laughs> Boy, I put on a basset hound face, and I walk in there just crying, sup, supping. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> and they'd say, who is it? And I'd tell them, it's Joe. <laughs> Joe, where is he? <laughs> Follow me. I'd take them down and sick them on them. And I discovered two is better than one. And three is even better yet. The threefold cord ain't easily broken. And if I took all my brothers, God have mercy on their soul. Can I tell you fellas why we lose the battle? We fight too much alone. Dress the game. You got to dress the game. You got to dress for the race. Got to know your schedule. Have discernment and direction. You got to join a team. And then there's another thing you got to do. You got to find your position. Can I tell you you're not gifted to do everything? And I tell you, men don't deal good with failure. And if you ever have a couple, it'll keep you from getting involved. Amen? Ephesians 4, 7 says this. But unto everyone is given grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. God has designed us to where we cannot operate without limits. We all have them. We just as well face them. And because of that, then there's some things you need to understand. Number one, you need to find out what you are good at. And quit doing everything else. I get calls weekly. Brother Rick, would you come hold us a revival? No. I won't because I'm a teacher. And if I hold you a revival, our biggest crowd will be the first night. And then it will go down tremendously. Evening after evening. That ain't who I am. That's why they got me here for a men's conference. I'm a teacher. I'm not an evangelist. I know that. Why torture myself in a room full of people trying to operate in a gift I don't have? I wish some folks would do that, that sing. I wish they would know that they can't. And now they can buy canned music and sing bad with an orchestra. And you want to say, one thing lacks yet. You can't say. <laughs> Amen? And some people say, well, God's leading me to do that. Listen, if God's leading you to sing, He knows whether you can. And if nobody agrees, you might have missed God. <laughs> Just a thought. Amen? Discover where you belong. Because if you do, you'll bring life to the body instead of pain. Yeah. Amen? Amen? Discover your gift. Find the place you play. I remember when I played softball. They never did put me a shortstop. No, I weighed at the time about 270. And believe it or not, my lateral movement wasn't everything it needed to be. Shocking, isn't it? But see, I still had a place on the team because I would catch. I was very hard to knock down at home plate. 
I wouldn't advise you rounding third thinking you're going to take me out. I was larger than the backstop. You ain't taking me out. And so when they ran towards me, they began to analyze. You could see it in their face. It was like something inside of me saying, don't try to run over this guy. There's something. Had my position. How stupid we would have been thinking we're going to win the game, shifting everybody around to different positions. How stupid we are in the body of Christ to think we all are gifted to do the same thing and try to imitate one another. They that compare themselves with themselves, the Bible says, ain't wise. Are you hearing me? We need to know our position. We need to know what God's called us to do. Because here's what I can tell you guys. Nobody has a corner on being you better than you do. When I first got called to preach, I tried to preach like a couple of guys that I knew. That's not good. There was one guy, man. He was a powerful guy. His name was Brother Morrison. And he used to preach with his fist. I think he'd been a boxer sometime in his life. But, man, that guy would preach and he'd do his hands like this. And he just looked so powerful. I mean, when you'd hear him, you'd like, you better listen to that point right there. I'm telling you, it's important, you know. He was just so powerful. So when I started preaching, I thought, man, I'll just <laughs> give him one of them, you know. And I started imitating him. But how many know some services, ain't, they don't go like that? Or some services where it's just the quiet presence of the Lord. There was another guy, his name was Brother Fryer. He used to do his hands like this. I thought they looked so intelligent. He had his fingers all bowed back. and He would talk, you know, so philosophical, homiletical, hermeneutical, and all those other words. <laughs> and he would walk around, and I'm thinking, man, that cat looks brilliant. So when it wasn't like this, I would do this. Now there's a problem with that, because I would be invited back to places, and I would... Forget who I was the last time I was there. Was I doing this or was it? You got to keep extensive records or else you just need to be yourself. I'm not going to try to preach like T.D. Jakes. My Lord, that cat can preach. That's why I didn't get up now and say, get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready. I didn't do that. Jakes would have done that. I'm not Jake's. Do you realize if God needed two T.D. Jake's, he'd have whipped them up? Yeah, he could whip them up. God don't want me to be T.D. Jake's. He wants me to be Rick Clinton and the best one I can be. And I need to discover who I am and operate in. Let me give you another one. You need to look for the grace empowerment of God. The Bible says in Romans 12 and in Ephesians 4 that grace is given according to the gift. What are you saying, Brother Rick? I'm saying that you need to understand what God's called you to do. And number two, you need to do it with Him and try not doing it without Him. Because He will give you grace where the gift is. And if you try to do it without the grace, God be with you, my brother. It will not work like you had planned. Amen? There's a grace for it. There's a grace for whatever God's gifted you to do. And when you find your position, you'll find that it'll flow in life. You know, the Bible talks about in Ephesians 4.16. He said that the body is so compacted by the which every joint supplies. Every joint brings life to the next joint. Just like between your wrist and your shoulders, your elbow. Do you realize if you knock your elbow out of joint, what causes the pain is that it quits a flow of Mara from your shoulder to your wrist. In other words, there's no flow of life anymore. 
And the absence of the flow of life equals pain. So if you don't know where you belong in the body, can I tell you what you're bringing to the one connected to you? You guessed it. Pain. <laughs> no life. Pain. And here's the problem. A lot of men never find their place. Therefore, they live their life in pain. Can I hear an amen? amen. Gifts differ according to grace. So God's not wanting me. I used to pray this way, guys. I used to kneel down and pray. And every time I pray, I'd, I'd start off with a disclaimer to God. I would start off saying something like, God, I'm not Billy Graham. Just want him to understand that I'm not Billy. I used to pray well, <laughs> brother. Lord, I'm not Billy Graham. One day he got tired of it. And he spoke to me and said, he ain't you either. <laughs> And I said, yeah, but he don't want to be me. <laughs> I'd love to be him. And God said, I didn't call you to be him. Nor will I judge you according to his standard. Guys, you're unique. God made you unique because he wanted you unique. You were born unique. Don't die a copy. You were born original. God don't want you to be a copy. He wants you to find your place. Operate in it. You got the best corner on being you. Thank you for joining us for today's podcast from A Fruitful Life. We hope that you'll tell your friends and family about the podcast. And if you like, join us on social media by liking our AFL Facebook page or by following Brother Rick's posts on Twitter. You can also find us on the web at afruitfullife.org. A Fruitful Life is the radio and media ministry of Rick and Debbie Clendenin, Benton, Kentucky. You may find out more about Brother Rick's life and legacy by visiting our website. Once again, that's afruitfullife.org. Thanks for listening.